0: This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. There's a lot of talk about the Synod on Synodality being a de facto Third Vatican Council, and some of that talk may be hyperbole, but the talk is there, and it's not only coming from traditionalist outlets who sound the alarm bells of more corruption in the Church. This talk often comes from outlets friendly to Francis and his agenda for building a new synodal church. The Vatican is out in force now trying to quell such talk, which fits the strategy I have outlined before and I'll go over again in a moment. This is, according to the most senior prelates in Rome, a continuation of Vatican II, a taking to its logical conclusion everything Vatican II sought but couldn't achieve in its day. It's a fulfillment of that questionable spirit of Vatican II. The prelates running the church want us to know that, and they want us to know that Francis is the embodiment of the spirit of Vatican II. What they don't seem to realize is that for many of us, telling us that Francis is the embodiment of the spirit of Vatican II only confirms our suspicions about the man. Let's get into our story. Headline from America Magazine. Cardinal Hollerich. The Synod is not Vatican III. There has been a sense of the Vatican trying to manage the expectations of its allies and simultaneously of them trying to assuage the fears of moderate Catholics everywhere that the Synod is going to be a massive change event for the Church. Now remember, as I have said numerous times over the last two years, the final Synod document is going to call for radical things. Francis will then issue a more moderate-looking document that opens the door to changes in the Church because of Ambiguity in the text. You know, we, we saw it with a Morris Letizia, for example. That doctrine will make him look like a relative moderate, but in reality, his move will be radical, just not as radical as what his allies are hoping for. That is how we got, that's what we got after the Synod against the family and the Pan Amazon Synod. But don't take my word for it. Here's Cardinal Hollerich with the details. He admits that the Synod is meant to address topics the church can't really deal with from just the papacy alone and that the laity can't address by themselves at all. What becomes apparent here is that the modernists are actually quietly trying to avoid a Vatican III or any kind of council because an ecumenical council could be taken over the way they took over Vatican II, and they can't risk having that happen. Quote, Cardinal Holerick went on, The right, meaning traditionalists, are frustrated already because there is a synod open to addressing issues like that. And some words make them angry, so that they react against their words without looking at what has been said with these words, and how it has been said. And there will be a left who want a change of the church in its doctrine, but that will not happen. Significantly, however, the cardinal foresees that, quote, there will be a change in the way of treating the topics, and that synodality may be a way to overcome the divisions on contentious issues. How can a body like the Catholic Church make decisions? Just from above, it's very difficult. Just from below, it's nearly impossible. So we need a new way of decision-making, and I think we should have the tools in the Synod for this, he said. However, he added, this does not mean that all the differences get evened out. I mean, it would be very naive to think that people come out and share the same opinions about all the topics in the church. But you can accept that your sister or your brother has a different opinion, and you can be in deep communion with them. Cardinal Hollerich said he had seen several examples of this in the Continental Assemblies. According to the Synod's working document, shared questions and shared tensions have emerged worldwide during the first two phases of the Synod process. Cardinal Hollerich remarked, Tensions can be very fruitful. If we are afraid of tensions, we cannot have any more nowadays because whatever you say could create more tensions, but we have to walk together as a church. We have to answer the call of God. Where does God want the church to go? And if the church moves, it will be like the Exodus. There will be some very dire moments. There will be tensions, of course, but that's part of the way. End quote. Cardinal Hollerich is one of the the heads, one of the chairmen of the Synod of Synodality, by the way. And he goes on to describe how this is really not a Vatican III situation at all, but is instead the fulfillment of Vatican II. Here's the thing. Trad's have been saying this for years. The Synod on Synodality isn't the first synod to seriously veer off into bizarre territory. Vatican II honestly opened the door for this, especially in the call for what the Council Fathers called a permanent adjournmento which is just a fancy way of saying a permanent season of change in the church. Change without end. That is what we would call a constant, ongoing revolution in the church. They never ever use words like revolution. Instead, they talk about new spring times in the church and new advents and all that nonsense. But the spirit of Vatican II is what is critical here. That spirit is the spirit of revolution, and it permeates everything in the conciliar church today and has since the 1970s with some small periods of breaks here and there. Case in point, the nuncio to the U.S., soon-to-be Cardinal Christophe Pierre, has confirmed what most of us in traditionalist media have been saying for years, that Francis is the living, breathing embodiment of the spirit of Vatican II. Do you remember when people used to use the term spirit of Vatican II in a negative way? Now the establishment hierarchy seems fine with that terminology, which is most curious. Headline from the National Catholic Reporter New Cardinal Pierre, Vatican's U.S. ambassador, says Pope Francis filled with the spirit of Vatican II. One wonders what that spirit is precisely. Is it a spirit in the, in, in the sense of a philosophy and a sort of mood born from the council? Or is it a spirit in the literal preternatural sense? We'll go over that in a second. Cardinal Pierre is asked if the Synod is working and his thoughts on Francis. And here is, are his responses from the article. Quote, First and foremost, I think the Synod is synodality. The Synod is really something which is from the deep intuitions of the Holy Father. Pope Francis is really the Pope for today. He has the gifts of the Holy Spirit to guide the Church, and he has analyzed very well the situation of the world today. It is a world which is interconnected, but also a world which is separated. The separation works at every level, in the families, in the communities. Consider the political life of this country, meaning the United States. Instead of trying to build the country together, we separate ourselves. We fight constantly. There is a polarization which is very unhealthy. This kind of polarization is not just here, it's all over the world. It is a sign of the times. The point is precisely that, as the Pope says, in this particular world which is divided and polarized, we need to work together. We should not reproduce the evils of society. The temptation is to be a worldly church. On the contrary, we should be a sign of unity but not in an artificial way. There is an anxiety even among the bishops, among the church, to resolve the problem immediately. But We should not remain at the level of appearances. Unity should be at the roots of the society, and this unity will come only if we as a church are a synodal church and we work together. The synod is not to change the doctrine of the church. A lot of people are afraid about synodality. They say, the Pope will change everything. No, that's not true. The Pope wants us to work together at all levels, in the family, in the parish, in the diocese, as a national church, as a universal church. And for that, we need to make an effort to listen to one another and also to listen to the Holy Spirit. I think the Second Vatican Council was a huge event of the Spirit. It's amazing to see how Pope Francis is really filled with the spirit of the Second Vatican Council. He wants to help the Church with the reception of the council, which is very important. This is the part of the life of the Church. We have to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. End quote. Notice that he is conflating the spirit of Vatican II and the Holy Spirit. That has, of course, some obvious implications. If you're like myself, or if you prefer Bishop Schneider or Archbishop Vigano or the SSPX or countless others and have issues with the documents of Vatican II, not just their implementation but the contents of the documents themselves, then you are guilty of denying the Holy Spirit, according to this rather flawed and diabolical logic. It doesn't matter if it's true or not, that is the logic behind their argument. And it's an argument that makes all of Francis's rhetoric about rigidity and clericalism make sense. I mean, think about it. He is so hostile to rigidly adhering to what the Church always taught because he is a true believer in Vatican II, and honestly believes it comes from his God of surprises. That makes resistance to it something unholy. Once you understand that, it makes his hostility towards traditional Catholicism make a lot more sense. And that's where we are at this point. That, as I have said for a couple of years now on this channel, that that when the Synod of Synodality finally wraps up, you're going to get a radical document from Rome. It's going to be issued from the Synod of Bishops itself. We kind of got a preview of that already, but the final document they issue is going to be radical, as was the case of the Morse Laetitia, as was the case of the Pan-Amazon Synod. And then Francis will issue some formal encyclical or modu propria or something, probably an encyclical after the fact, and it will look Moderate. Many people will breathe a sigh of relief. And then out of the woodwork will come reports from people who very carefully read it and go over the footnotes and every other thing, and they will find the radical elements wrapped in ambiguity, which has been his method since the beginning. That is what we're going to see. And nothing that Cardinal Christoph or Cardinal Hollerick said there has changed my mind on that. So, you know, you're probably not going to see a big declaration about the James Martin sin being changed at the Synod on Synodality from Francis himself. You're probably not going to see a big change on women's ordination. But you may see something in the footnotes that allows for the door to be opened. But I'm curious what you think about this. So let me know in the comments what you think is coming. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps a lot, too. And as always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.